0: I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I had to fill you in on this because I think it might be exactly what you've been hoping for. So we just reopened the doors to our exclusive Maverick Mastermind because we've been getting requests for it for a while now, and we are accepting applications again. But here's the deal. This Mastermind in particular, it is next level. We bring in industry leaders and experts, the ones that you admire from afar, so you can have direct access to them to help you scale your business. We have an entire curriculum we're walking you through that is going to help you change the game of how you grow your business. No more spinning your wheels, feeling like you're wasting time and money. We're gonna help you become known as the go-to expert in what you do, help you nail your clarity. You will know exactly what you're called to do and how to do it, increase your visibility, Help you build out your next irresistible offers because that's huge, it's gonna increase your cash flow, your income levels, your overall impact that you're making. Have access to the people that you want to connect with. In-person retreats with them too. And we're really into teaching you high level marketing strategy, stuff that's gonna stick list growth strategy. so you're talking to the right people, the ones that are primed to buy what you have to offer, and helping you get the right new connections, publicity, land interviews, speaking gigs, direct access to me and my team, my incredible operations director and amazing integrator. And our Mavericks have done more in six months' time in their business than most people do in years of navigating this on your own. It is fast tracking where you wanna go. And masterminds have been the single most powerful tool for growth in my business. It took me from five to six figures in the beginning years ago, and then from six to seven figures. And it is something that I love walking people through because it's so incredibly game-changing. We keep this community really tight so if you're serious about growing your business and doing it in a way that's in integrity with your values so you can make the impact you want to make but I believe that there's so much more to success and that's going to be making sure that you're also building in a way that gives you the time freedom so you can be with the people you love while you make the impact you want to make in your business. This is it. So don't wait because we cap this thing. We don't accept unlimited people. So you can apply at elizabethhartke.com forward slash Maverick or check in the show notes. And you need to apply so that we can schedule a call to see if this is the right fit. Ask whatever questions you want and see if this is the right thing both ways. I want to help you build a business that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your life. No more winging it. We've got the blueprint. Let's do this.
1: Welcome to today's pep talk and our fun fact is pretty much every single big business idea or small business idea I have I come up with on a whiteboard. I have an obscene amount of whiteboards in my house and that's where I feel most creative is kind of sketching it out and brain dumping right there on the whiteboard. So this concept that I'm going to talk to you about today is it's overly talked about and it's your morning routine. But what I found is that despite that each of my clients and masterminds they're coming into my programs or working with me knowing full well the power of a miraculous morning routine. Like they they understand this principle, they've read about it, they've studied it, they've written it in their journal yet they don't always honor the practice. So this is kind of one of those things that are common sense, but not common practice. And the reason that I'm bringing it up yet again is not because I think if you hear it one more time, it's gonna click for you, but because I wanna try and simplify it. I think sometimes people seek to make their morning routine a little too robust or too complicated and not quite intuitive enough and not in alignment with what feels right for them. So they're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and it just doesn't feel right. And then they don't stick with it and they don't build in the space for it either. And it was funny because I was listening to Jay Shetty speak the other day at a conference virtually, and he broke it down so simply. And like everybody else, I've I've read Miracle Morning. I've heard, you know, so many people talk about, successful people talk about the power of their morning routine. So this is not new or foreign to me, but something about how he presented it so simply sat really well with me. And I've been able to adjust my morning routine to be a little bit more like this, and it just has felt so much better. So I'm going to share, this is not my work, this is Jay's work, but I wanted to share because it struck me. And in case you didn't personally get your hands on it. I wanted to pass it along and then talk about a couple other things. So he talks about the principle of time, T-I-M-E. And when you first wake up in the morning to walk through this acronym very simply and in whatever way, whatever way it means the most to you. So the T in time stands for thankfulness. So we've heard that start your day with gratitude. And he really highlights the fact that you have to be specific with your gratitude. And so if you roll over and you just feel like you're checking a box. Like, okay, I got to do my gratitude. It's probably not going to settle in your soul in the way that it's intended. But if you take time and leave space for it to kind of bubble up and come to life, it will develop roots. And what I mean by that is I was in a habit before where journaling is part of my morning practice, and I'd always start with gratitude. And I literally felt like I was just checking that box, like, all right, what am I, okay, I'm grateful, it's sunny out today, I'm grateful for another beautiful sunny day so I can work outside. Okay, got that done, and that's how it felt. Instead of just sitting and waiting to feel what I'm thankful for or grateful for, and then acknowledging that and leaving enough time in that morning routine process for that to come forth. Maybe that will come through when you're doing something else within the morning routine that we'll talk about, or maybe you just wanna have dedicated time to it. The next piece I loved, and I hadn't heard anyone say it quite like this, and honestly, this is the reason that I'm bringing this to you because I think a lot of you are like me, that you thrive when you are tapped into what inspires you. The I in time stands for inspiration. So it's not that you have to go out and, and reinvent something and do something wild first thing in the morning in order to tap into your inspiration, but what is it Is it from within? Is it from the outside coming in? Something that is going to leave you feeling completely inspired. So I am, uh, like I said in my fun fact, a whiteboard maniac. And that's where I tend to find my most inspiration. So the last few days after listening to him do that, I've been kind of playing with different things. I get inspired by other people's work too. So I, I'll listen to podcasts that really fill me up with inspiration. So my tendency is to always, you know, when I'm getting ready in the morning, after I've kind of gone through my personal routine, I'll start listening to a podcast typically about business or health. Those are two areas that I really love to study. But those that get my brain moving in like a, a learning mode versus an inspiration mode. So I've started to listen to more podcasts or book audiobooks that really tap into that what's possible kind of piece of life, the inspiring piece of life for me. So that's one way I do it. Also books, but usually first thing in the morning, I am too tired to get my eyes to be focusing on a book. But what I found is the last few days I've had, I have a little portable whiteboard, of course, because I have them in every variation, and I have it in my bedroom. And I just kind of write down what feels inspiring to me, like what I'm working towards that excites me. And that's usually what lights me up is like, what is on the horizon for me? What am I aiming towards? It might be a big vision or a goal for my life or my business. It might be something that I'm creating or excited to do. It might be an article that I'm writing for a publication, but I'm just kind of like brain dumping down the things that light me up. And that's really shifted things for me. It's swung the pendulum in the other direction. It doesn't feel habitual or like I'm checking a box off. It feels very connected and exciting to me. So some days it's the whiteboard, some days it's going to someone else's work and really getting inspired by that. The third is meditation. My ADD brain has struggled for years with meditation despite trying to put it into practice, but I feel like I'm finally getting the hang of it. I personally use the Calm app. Uh, because I need something guided, or at least at this point, I feel like I need something guided. But I have a place, we have these big closets with super cushy carpets, and that's where I do my meditation. In there, two sets of locked doors between me and the kids, so I can actually take like five to ten minutes to do this, and it's just felt really good. My best friend, she loves doing walking meditations and that's what she's been doing lately where she has her earbuds in and she goes for a walk in nature even if it's like 10-15 minutes where she's listening to kind of the prompts for her for deep breathing and what she should be focusing on as she goes for a walk and that's really grounding for her. So find what works for you, that's the key you know, it doesn't mean you have to meditate for an hour. It doesn't mean that meditation has to be guided. It doesn't mean that meditation has to be solo. It has to be what feels right for you and what centers you. And one of the things in my meditation this morning that I loved was it's just about mindfulness. It's about getting out of everything outside of yourself and coming back within. So anytime thoughts pop up or you get distracted, it's about reminding yourself, okay, like that exists. But in this moment, I'm choosing to be present. And that's what it is designed for. And then the final letter of time is E and that's exercise. Again, how many times have we heard this, but do we practice it? Is it a part of that morning routine? And this is all happening before you pick up your phone. I feel like that is one of the most key pieces and the reason, so I do use my phone for the meditation, but here's the deal. When I go to bed, I put my phone on airplane mode. So when I open my phone to do the meditation, no text messages have come through, no emails have come through, there is no access to social media sites that I can be distracted by, and I can just use that app with the things that I've downloaded. Maybe you do it off of your phone, but the goal is to go through these four pieces of the puzzle prior to letting outside uncontrolled factors into the equation. So when you exercise, sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm gonna check my phone, I'm gonna do some email, oh, I got distracted by this, I'm gonna do this real quick, and then I'll, you know, get my workout in. If that feels, first of all, too robust to get a full workout in, maybe it's just a 10 minute brisk walk, maybe it is 20 minutes of yoga, or it's just stretching and doing what feels good for your body, or it's just doing a series of quick jumping jacks, you know, push-ups, kind of like jailhouse style workouts real quick just to get your blood flowing. It could be an intense hit workout. It could be a boxing workout. It can literally be whatever you need it to be, but the idea is that you're doing it prior to turning your brain and opening your brain up to everything else and everyone else, and you're doing it when you're still in a state of control, when you're still in a state of uh, presence in your morning. So determine what that looks like and, and get that exercise in prior to the distractions. And because I'm human and because I get tempted to, you know, if it's in front of me, listen, whether you believe it or not, the phone is addictive. It's designed to be that way. Read the book. Glow Kids, if you want to learn about it from the perspective of how it's affecting children that are being raised up with this. And Irresistible, that book made my brain explode. So it is a straight up addiction. We're all really dependent on it. We pick it up to fill the little gaps of our day. We pick it up first thing and let it dictate what our day is going to look like. We allow it to derail or change our emotions. It is filling every little moment of our time. We don't even like go to the bathroom anymore without our phone present. So what I do to kind of break that chain is try and set myself up for success. So I sleep with my phone, not in my bedroom. And in doing that, it means that first thing waking up, it's not right next to my face, like begging to be opened. So, that really been a really helpful thing for me. Plus, you with this is a whole other topic, but with all the EMF frequencies and radiation that does come out of these phones, scientifically proven, if you're one of those people that likes to shout science, you can find the science on it, uh, it, you should not be sleeping with it by your bed. There's a reason that there is such a high incidence of brain tumors and cancers and so many things that are caused by that continual radiation of having the phone nearby. So. The phone, the phone is, I feel like, the biggest detractor from starting your day off right. It, so sleep with it out of your room if you can. You can, I shouldn't say that. Sleep with it out of your room. What we did, because I want my, the people closest to me, basically my parents and my, you know, my, my immediate family to be able to reach me when I'm sleeping is, I got a house phone, a, an old school, wired to the wall so I don't get the EMFs, house phone they have the number and that's it. So I don't have to have that worry of like, man, if I turn my phone on airplane mode, the people that need me won't be able to reach me. And then I have the ability to just put it out of sight, out of mind. Anxiety is at an all time high. People are riddled with anxiety. People who never used to have anxiety have mass amounts of anxiety. It's wild what is happening. But how could we not be riddled with anxiety? From the moment we wake up, we are swarmed and bombarded with any and everything that we can't fully be prepared for. Allowing that into your space, allowing your mind to be controlled from the second you wake up, how can you predict that when you open that phone, there's not going to be a text message that's going to piss you off or that it's going to hurt your feelings or that's going to upset you or there's not going to be a notification on social media of some troll saying something stupid that totally shifts your mood for the entire day. How can you control that you're not going to open it up to an email that's going to feel tempting like, "Oh, I just got to get this one thing done." And now all of a sudden that one thing that you said you're going to honor that morning routine has yet again taken a back seat to something that is so insignificant and come the end of your life will not matter. So This takes discipline. The reason I'm talking about it again today is not because you haven't heard it, not because I'm sharing anything revolutionary. It's because how many times do you have to hear it before you start to implement it? So you have to honor it like it's a meeting with your most important client this time. Keep it simple enough that you stick to it. That's why I like this time structure that Jay Shetty shared. Get up early enough to leave room for it. That's another thing I see people making a mistake about is their their alarm gives them just enough time to get themselves ready before their work day or before kids are up or whatever. And then give it time to take hold. You gotta let that compound effect kick in. You gotta let that become ritualistic and habitual for you. Don't do it on and off for a week and then wonder why it's not, quote, working. You're, You're chipping away at a masterpiece. You're not, you know, this isn't a magic bullet. So you gotta give it that time. All right, I hope this helps. And if it does, or if something clicks, by all means, share it with me. I love hearing how you guys are doing with, with these processes and just trying different things and opening your mind to new ways of strategizing around
0: your life. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today.